0: Well, hello and welcome to the of futurist podcast. Uh, this is episodes. I'm a bit fearful about saying the episode because sometimes we, we then put them out in a different order. So maybe I shouldn't say anything. This is supposed to be episode 167. It might not be, but uh, <laughs> who hopefully. knows? We, sometimes we make up numbers, sometimes we don't. <laughs> yeah, 167. Um, yeah, it's good to be with you. Uh, I'm Dan Fitzpatrick. Everybody, my name's
1: Ben Whittaker. We are missing the wonderful inimitable Stephen Hope. He's in a car on the M6/M62. Um hopefully he's not getting blown away by the uh, is it storm dudley? I was careful that yeah yeah I don't
0: know what you're going to say there. The, <laughs> uh, it depends on where he's stopped. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, it's a dudley today and it's then d-
1: Oh, it's dudley coming up or whatever. Else. And what was the other one? oh i don't know we've had some we've had some um winds in in the uk for those of you listening outside of the uk it's been uh,
0: there although crazy. i did notice today um so this this storm that's hitting tomorrow is going to hit the southwest coast of england pretty badly and wales south coast of wales
1: i know where you're going with this i know where you're going <laughs> right with.
0: literally a month ago like the <laughs> the storms in the northeast of england like two doors up from me Trees came down, fell on the house. You still drive around anywhere in the northeast, you still drive around in anywhere where there's a group of trees, I think they call that a woods. A woods, yeah. Forest. <laughs> yeah. Uh like half of them are down. Trees down everywhere. Today on the news, Boris Johnson. Um Our the, Leader. The, yeah. The Prime Minister. That sounds bizarre. Uh is, is sending in the army. For for down south, they've had like, a, they've had an emergency cobra meeting. <laughs> Emer,
1: emergency cobra meeting about up north. You just say put your big coat on. It's like we we just we just get on with it, don't we? But yeah. uh, we won't we won't we won't. We, we, we know what it, an sir. emergency
0: cobra meeting means for Boris Johnson, doesn't
1: it? Is it cheese and wine? Cheese yeah. and wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got political early on, then. Yeah.
0: It's an in, it's cobra is an Indian beer, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. good beer. Yeah. It's quite cool, yeah. right? You always get that when you go to an Indian, don't you? There's usually a cobra. Oh, or yeah,
0: a pint the cobra. Yeah. Uh, Boris Johnson likes it, uh, so that's that. I'm assuming that's what a cobra meeting means for him. Yeah,
1: possibly. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's we're it's we're here. We're uh, just the two climate, of us. Cl- yeah, climate change is happening around us. Uh, but but you speaking of climate. I've been in a different climate. Do you, that was a, that was that's a one-show connection. That that
1: is seamless, man.
0: <laughs> this is your interview, Ron and Keating.
1: Watch out! <laughs>
0: uh, I don't watch it since Matt Baker's left. Oh, it's, it's a different show. <laughs> they, go, go go and tell everyone what what climate have you been in?
1: Uh, yeah, so yesterday I got back from Tenerife. Uh, So for those of you who are are watching this, you might be able to see um, increased shine on the forehead uh, and a a little bit of a a bronzing. I thought you were
0: wearing a red cap, mate. You're not wearing a red cap.
1: It's not red cap, (laughs) Dan. Dan, I'm nice and bronze now, not red. Uh, So yeah, yeah, we just got back from Tenerife, been there with the wife and children, which was lovely. Just a little bit of resetting defragging whatever you want to call it just nice to be able to be in a different part of the world not having to worry about emails and chat and notifications and next bits of work just having a little bit of downtime so it's been good it's really good
0: that's good to hear although i did (laughs) because myself ben and steve have got a a, a google chat group and I did notice you were you're a bit more active than usual with the holiday in the in the old chat.
1: Well, I wondered whether that might come up tonight to be fair. Because I was like I was thinking to myself, I feel like I'm posting a lot in here. That's probably because I'm not working. I've got more time to, to watch crap and, and think, oh, why don't you watch this? So I think I even sent you like videos of the Super Bowl halftime show, didn't I? And all you, sorts of stuff like did. that.
0: It shows but it shows this this is a passion. It's not it's not it's not work.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well remember remember what the uh, what the, the old Sage said, I don't know which Sage said it, but uh, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life, eh?
0: <laughs> but a super Super Bowl halftime show.
1: Oh yeah. That was that was some show. That was next level. Now so I, I saw a little meme on on some social media that basically said um uh, about over 50s with the people who used to listen to the super bowl if you, if you didn't I, i'm i'm absolutely ruining it here but basically most of the people who listen to um what i'm saying is i felt really old by watching the super bowl and really enjoying it when loads of these other people were like yeah it was okay but i think like anybody who's over the age of about 30 I acknowledge that this was a super super bowl halftime show and actually the halftime show was probably better than the uh
0: the actual football as well. So, yeah, yeah, d- yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch the football, just the, the halftime show. But yeah, I was thinking about that because they, and I was thinking it wasn't actually that long ago, but then it, it was early two wasn't it? It was like 20, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, I've got memories of, Yeah. Uh Dre, Eminem. Forget yep. about Dre. Yeah. yeah. But like it was Dre's comeback, wasn't it? That album. Yep. Uh M M hadn't been around long. Yeah,
1: well, do, well Dr. Dre, I'm sure I'm, he's 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 old he's well, just looked 56 years old, Dr. Dre. Wow. But then again, we're old Dan. I'm 37 I know. and you're like nearly forty or something, aren't you? Like oh, shut up, man <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nearly forty. I mean to be honest, I I'm on the I'm just about to go into the the other side of thirties, so yeah.
1: Have you had an haircut by the way, Dan?
0: <laughs> yeah i went to your barber thanks for me. <laughs> uh yeah yeah that, oh man oh that's an awful view that's horrendous that's, for anyone listening i'm yeah you're gonna have to watch the video for and that's a really good segue
1: into if you are already subscribing on YouTube, please do subscribe on YouTube and uh, <laughs> click subscribe and and uh tell people about it. We are it's been really great to uh I know we joke about whether or not an episode 167 and whatever else, but um I think if we look at all the episodes that we've done, uh and I won't make any Drake. Things about the next episode, but we've got loads and loads of episodes out the back, haven't we? And uh, it's it's been great. We've got some great guests coming up. Uh, very very excited about some of them as well. So, yeah. uh, and, and that, there's a lot more content
0: it. on the YouTube channel as well, isn't it? Edgyfuturist.com, no, YouTube.com forward slash edufuturist or you yeah. can go to Edgyfuturist.com as well. But yeah, we we outside of, it's we don't just do a podcast. We we run webinars. Uh, we have our yeah, annual awards ceremony. We we run uh, training days. We do uh, a lot of people know that in our day jobs we're, we're very much involved in educational technology. So we've got we have um, videos on that with with some of our partner companies as well. So all that goes on there. So you can check out the videos. So if you if you listen to the podcast and you want to see our faces at the same time, then then feel free because that will be on there. Although I did not, I did actually notice we we do now have the option to upload the videos to spotify as well so if you are listening on spotify you'll be, you'll be to watch the video as well because we'll start uploading them uh, but also you've got there's like a wealth of of keynote talks from a lot of the conferences we've put on some amazing stuff uh rob hoban from agora school and how they're transforming education like every part of education they're doing some amazing work josh darn from synthesis school uh that he stuck that he who worked with Elon Musk at SpaceX? A lot of amazing keynotes and and roundtable discussions as well. Let's see. We should charge for this, Ben. What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah,
1: it's, it's actually really interesting as well. I was looking back over some stuff the other day, and um, many of our regular listeners will know that we, our good friend David Price, um, wrote a book um, called "The Power of Us," which is now developed into a, an agency that supports businesses and education as well. But um, David. Did, we we were really fortunate. He asked us to be involved in the launch of that book, uh, and we did a, a few little interviews, didn't we, with some some unbelievable people, including Gary Ridge, who is a CEO of WD forty, uh, a number of other like well renowned uh, global superstars, really, um, and and business veterans
0: who yeah. who, who championed like the principal that. of the the Crossroads School in California as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, f- fantastic stuff and actually um just a little bit of a uh, an insight a little bit of an exciting one that's coming up we have got uh, avi Schiffman who um david references quite a lot he's coming on the podcast um later in 2022 as well so we've got some like i said great uh, dan said there's loads and loads of stuff on the youtube channel Um there's a whole host of um training materials things that we can see you can actually check out our blog as well uh, uh which we just relaunched um and we're going to be putting loads and loads of new content up there as well so please 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 yeah. engage with that chat to us talk to us on twitter um we're, we're on there as well we'd love you to uh, love you to engage with that
0: yeah yeah get in contact because we know people are listening we've got the we've got the the data and people reach out to us but um we'd like to hear from more from you tell us tell us where you listen what you like and uh yeah interact it's it, It'd be great to hear from you. Uh, I like I like that you know what you were talking about there about the fact that under our umbrella we've we've had people create content as well, not necessarily with us involved. So David Price will be get interviewing under the Edge of Futurist umbrella. Um, we've had roundtables that we haven't been part of uh, happening as well. It's nice to say that it's not it's not just me, you, and Steve. It's there's a there's there's a wider vision of people yeah. that people like the that that the learning revolution I guess um
1: and I think yeah. I think that's I think that's it Dan that's the, that's the bit if for those of you who remember that uh, uh Red Bull infused um time in in Twistler, there were the last time we could meet together for our awards event we were talking about that leading that revolution we were talking about that movement and actually what we when we started this, um, and when we first started, even changed the name to Edgy Futurist, it was all about this idea of the movement and about the idea of not just... We, we said that everybody calls us the Edgy Futurist. Me, Dan, and Steve were the Edgy Futurist. Um, But actually... We, it's not about us it's about finding the people who are pushing the boundaries who are doing things differently who are contemplating the future of education and learning in general and I think that's that's where we've kind of moved in our thinking isn't it, Dan I think that'll tie into what we're going to get into today as well about this idea about the future of learning Um, is actually based around this idea of the future of culture the future of society how things are changing and we we don't need to just talk about a pandemic there, and I think that's that's what's going to be really exciting is we're not just going to be saying this is a response to COVID nineteen. No, no, it's not. This this kind of revolutionary technology, revolutionary way about how we function in the world and how society society works, um, is changing, and yeah. probably uh, at something like n- at the speed of, of of which we've never seen before. Um, so
0: yeah, and I and. I suppose learning it 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 underpins everything, doesn't it? It's it's almost not a category in its own. It's a it's something that infiltrates all areas of our life. It's 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 part of everything we are. I think that's what we want. This that's what we see this podcast as, and we do talk about the education system quite a bit because I suppose that's where that's where our society seems to have um, focused learning uh, in it. For for our for our young people for our young adults uh, mainly, um, but but we're much wider than that. We talk we, we talk well we talk about our own learning. Uh, three lads in, in, in the thirties, 30s, early thirties. 30s, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was another day. I think I quoted David Brent last, and the last time we had we had a, one of these types of podcasts. <laughs> uh, that was a, another reference there. Um, yeah, so it, it's. <laughs> It's um, I've literally, I've got a friend, a, a mate of mine, um, who we oh, is this gonna be one of them name drops again that you normally do? No, 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 what no. a yeah. famous Dan? We just no, he's not, he's not at all. Although he was in, you know, the, have you seen the <laughs> Netflix, have you seen the Netflix um documentary Sunderland till I die? All Don't tell David player. Price,
1: but no, I haven't.
0: Uh, he's in the opening scene of that, uh, but he, he, we just speak to each other and David, David Brent quotes. If that's, that's literally the we don't actually have a normal conversation we just literally we will we have a full conversation but it's just david brent quotes david brent by the way is ricky gervais's character in the uk office which is superior to the us office obviously. correct
1: hopefully we haven't lost the 50 of our audience there dan yeah more um, i
0: think i think it's i think it's about 60 percent of our audience here yeah US. just
1: recently it's just recently changed yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's really interesting actually we got some we got some nice um Emails about that, actually, some people from the US that have been making comments. So Dan did mention that before we get into tonight's episode, Dan did mention getting in touch. So you can find us on Twitter at EduFuturist. Um we're also on Facebook, Edufuturists. Um just search out for EduFuturist. Or email us at hello at edufuturist.com or info at edufuturist.com, whichever one you want to do. Um we've got loads of aliases, so please send them, send them in. We'd love to hear from you uh and we'd love to get you involved. In fact, if you've got some Podcast guest ideas. Um, remember that we're thinking about the future of education, the future of learning, education more broadly, people development, business, Web three, whatever else it is. Chuck them our way, and we'll uh, we'll do what we can and see see how we can make things happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Get yeah, it's yeah. It, well, I suppose if you're a, uh, I know we've got some some exciting things coming up as well in terms of talking about some of the the brands and products that we like as well and and introducing you guys to 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 those people um so if you're out there and you and you want to get in touch about that and talk about that and uh we're open man we're, we're we're all about learning from each other whether you're an individual whether you're a an organization uh whether you're a, a company doing good out there and and help ad- advance learning and advance us as a as a species and um, then we, we need that because there's a there's a lot of shit going on in the world at the minute. Um, 100%. We've got Russia about to invade Ukraine. We've got possibly the the worst Prime Minister that's ever been Prime Minister in the UK. Um, there's a there's this part of the world is looks like it's on the precipice of 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 some bad stuff at the minute. Uh, so cheer us up, mate. help us learn, <laughs> uh, come in. Let's let's work together on this. Uh, yeah, and and speaking of working together and and and, and trying to form a a, a revolution in learning, there, seamless you, seamless dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might have noticed that there's there's a bit of a revolution going on uh, in technology. There's, I read recently that over the next ten years, so what we 2022 at the minute, by between the year 2022 and the year 2032 there'll be more technological <laughs> God speak uh, there'll be more technological change in those 10 years than in the last 100 years, the last 100 years. Well, which is when you think uh, just over 100 years ago the Wright brothers invented flight. Yeah, in the 1960s we went to the moon yeah the, like computers were invented the internet was invented the iPhone, the iPhone the yeah just everything that goes into that if more technological change is going to happen between now and the year 2032 then all of that time put together then we're in for a crazy 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 decade and I suppose some of the ways that that that's gonna happen are things like artificial intelligence things like, immersive experiences which kind of ties into what we we want to talk about tonight and and i suppose beb just mentioned it. that whole idea of of web 3 or web 3.0 however you want to say it um is we're we're on the precipice of something something's happening something's happening and i don't think the average person knows that much about it apart from a, a, an image on a computer sold at an auction for a lot of money <laughs> like Literally apart Have from a that monkey. Have a monkey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> apart from that, I don't think a lot of people know all about it all about it, to be fair. But it's happening, it's bubbling away, and it's there's a, a lot of people are comparing it to the internet in nineteen ninety nine. Um, and then what happened between nineteen ninety nine and two thousand and nine is, is massive. We think well was it two thousand and eight that that Apple launched the iPhone. So think of what the internet was like in 1999. Nine years later, the iPhone was launched. The The progress that happened in that nine years what's the next decade with the technology. And people are saying web, the Web3 technology, which we're going to get into, is actually more transformative than the actual internet itself. So, wow.
1: Yeah, so, so this is one of those episodes that we don't know when it's going to end or where it's going to end and we'll probably have to look at the clock or get a not from the what our respective partners go maybe it's time to uh, to call it a day lads or 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 steve will pop on and go hey lads i'm back from i'm back back from uh, my journey what are you still doing on here or whatever else it looks like but well, this is a this is a conversation we're going to continue it's not this is not a one and done thing we're certainly not uh, thinking oh we're going to cover everything about web3 in the next hour or so and um, but let's 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 kind of go there so um we'll, we'll, we'll start where it is dan you're a you you've been a a proponent here of a lot of this kind of stuff and been talking about this we we've been talking about this for probably what 18 months two years maybe a bit a bit longer
0: yeah i guess for me my journey into it was well jamie smith who uh works for steven c Learning. uh he's a he's a Big investor, so financial investor, and has wrote a book on on in, investing in the stock market, and just talking to him, having him on the podcast, private chats. Um, I decided it was time that I probably should start investing um, for from for myself and my family's future, and very very quickly went down a rabbit hole of cryptocurrency and a lot of people investing in that and making a hell of a lot of money. in in short periods of time um so obviously that's very attractive to have a look at uh, especially if you're going into investing so getting into that having a look at that um investing in in cryptocurrency uh, and then actually being the people that we are interested in the technology interested in the the learning that that comes from technology and that technology can enhance um looking at the blockchain so it's based on cryptocurrencies based on blockchain technology and then soon discovering that it's not blockchain technology isn't just supporting things like cryptocurrencies but there's a whole other raft of of I it's a different for, world it's a different but, world yeah, yeah 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 i suppose it's probably worth going back to what's web one and web two right yeah. why we why we've we've jumped jumped to the last episode in the trilogy without uh, <laughs> yeah yeah true true <laughs> uh yeah, I was trying to. I was going to make a quip there about a trilogy title, but I can't think of any. Um, the best trilogy.
1: Before we get into this, what is the best trilogy? Uh, and don't and don't you can't say Rocky because that's not a trilogy.
0: Yeah, that's true. And the best Rocky is Rocky Four, anyway. Which is yes. out, of, out of the first three. Um. I know where I'm going. I've got two, but they're very different. So, go godfather go. definitely is there yeah, is there in, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's uh, by the there, way yeah. i really like the third godfather it gets a it gets a lot of bad press yeah i like it mate i like them all um, i love because I, I it's mainly set in italy isn't it and mm-hmm. I, I just love the and it's very it's quite slow paced i, I like that i uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously back to the future yeah okay oh uh, not, i was expecting a bigger reaction for that for back to the future
1: yeah i'm gonna tell you something that you're gonna get really mad at
0: i've never oh, watched not... all of them never watched. never completed what? one of
1: them i know i feel really bad i feel really bad that i've just admitted that live on an episode of the edgy futurist podcast that I, it's even in the title
0: future oh,
1: but i've not watched it. You, you know what
0: you should watch there's a there's a netflix series about about like the making of movies like Netflix right. original and they go back to the future. they filmed half of the movie with a different lead character to Michael J Fox and half wow. of them they were like this guy it's not working and went back to back to Square one refilmed the whole movie with michael J Fox nice it's, it's interesting
1: i've I've seen bits of it obviously um but never 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 watched the book that's really bad. Um I thought you yeah. might say Lord of the Rings.
0: Uh, you know, I watched Lord of the Rings. When I was at when I was at secondary school, uh every Christmas, uh the week leading up to Christmas, you know, back when schools used to do fun things in the weeks leading up to the to holidays. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: there were the days.
0: Every minute counts now though, Ben. The what <laughs> what we used to do was we one of the days, the whole school. So I live if you're familiar with the north northeast, my secondary school. Was about three miles from a place called the Metro Center, which used to be the biggest um, indoor shopping mall in Europe at one point. And so every Christmas we'd have a day trip to the cinema in the Metro Center. Uh, And for three years running, it was the, when I was at technical school, it was the three years that Lord of the Rings came out. So got to see it like three years running. But that's the last time I've watched it. I haven't watched it since. So I was, okay. We're looking at what, Twenty years ago,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, that's fair enough. I, I get it. I think there's a couple of others, aren't there? Uh, before, yeah, Planet Planet of the Apes, a bit, a bit left field. Dark I've Knight, all I've, that. the Dark Knight. Now, oh, that's that a good a, one. A that's good. One. Yeah. That's a good trilogy series. Looking Although into the first
0: are... one, I'm not a fan of the first one. Mm. Second and third are good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about this one? Iron Man. Don't, don't even dirt You just pulled your face, in I saw it. You just pulled your face. You cannot say the, the Iron Man films. They are, are not...
0: good, but they're like how do I describe it? It's like it's like eating a bag of sweets, where <laughs> you're like, "This is a this is really really nice." While you're enjoying it, but it, it's not a meal. It doesn't fill you up. I felt like, I felt like that with Iron Man. Okay. Whereas, like someone like Godfather, I might.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, I don't know where that analogy came from. Uh, A bag but... of sweets that doesn't fill you <laughs> up. You could have used McDonald's. People say that about <laughs> McDonald's, don't they? Yeah. You eat it and you go, mm. yeah, and an hour later you're not, you're, you're hungry again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm not anyway, any of that stuff at the moment with. <laughs> oh, you're uh, doing that
1: crazy diet, aren't you? Oh yeah.
0: Well, it, it,
1: yeah, it's good though. Lifestyle, life, crazy lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, not diet. <laughs> uh
0: Yeah, it's coming up this Sunday. It'll be four weeks. And i wore a suit today i had a, had quite an important meeting at, at my day job today and i wore a suit that i haven't worn for two years good man i know felt well
1: good. done mate that's felt
0: great really good, good. That really is, good. You should i mean i ripped good. the seams but it was still no, <laughs> <laughs> no but no no no, it was good it felt good it, so and because i purposely haven't weighed myself at all because i'm like i don't want to whenever i've tried diets in the past i've like weighed myself every day and done all that and I'm like, i don't want to i want it to be a lifestyle like you say not a not a diet so i'm just like yeah yeah yeah. but yeah it's keto by the way if it, it's it's the and you do it you do
1: doing some intermittent fasting with it as well aren't you Tired yeah
0: so just eating within a eight hour window within the yeah. day yeah yeah well done man that's good that, that
1: must feel good that you've managed for four weeks you that that habit is potentially there isn't it some people say isn't 28 it? days is a habit
0: it hasn't felt like a burden at all i haven't like got the end of the day and, and wanted to like pig out or.
1: Yeah, you had some massive headaches right at the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, they do, they do say don't they like that first week you have like the call it the keto flu, Um but then you just you, you realize that there's certain like electrolytes that you're not getting. So you have to supplement it and and to be honest, I'm not doing that. Like, like you, I'm part of some Facebook groups where like people like measure everything and they they take certain supplements and spend money on like a lot of money on stuff to I'm not even doing that I'm just like you know what if it's gonna be a lifestyle I can't be measuring things out downloaded the my fitness app and I haven't inputted anything because I'm like I, I don't want it to become a task do mm. you know what I mean like a task that I have to do I don't know it's early days and it? it's early days and I've got I've got a lot of weight to lose and a, and, a, and get back into a healthy lifestyle. Um it's early days so well, it feels feels good and and julia my partner she's doing it so and that's, that's obviously a massive help as well because if i was doing it alone in the household mm. then it would it would be very difficult
1: yeah but like like i said four weeks they say a lot of people say the the science says 28 days habit is is created so right. it's like it's, it's if it's in the thing noticing you there um, I'm drinking cider, you're drinking water. It's usually the other way around, yeah, uh, I mean
0: that's one of my drinks. I do have another drink next to me as well. Is it alcoholic? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's the only it's the only'cause then on on the diet, you can only have spirits, essentially, right. or just a, a little whiskey to <laughs> lubricate the podcast, <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> lubricate lubricate indeed indeed so you you were going you're going to start explaining the difference between web 1 and web 2 oh, and web yeah, 3 yeah, yeah. <laughs> before we got into trilogy
0: conversations um yeah we're half an hour in <laughs> uh yeah so web 1 uh it, it was essentially the what the internet was remember in, back in late 1990s uh, you literally went on and read things that's that was the internet uh, people went on and 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 read lots of text so it's Receiving information, yep. Web two, social media, uh, the the dawn of social media. Those early two thousands into the into the mid two thousands, um, you you got to contribute to the internet. You you be you became, and now like that we're all we're all Web two natives, aren't we? Like we we literally all contribute constantly. The, we put our feelings, we put our dinner, we put everything into whatever social media platform we're using we blog ben loves to blog yeah. uh, uh, check out his latest blog at edufuturist.com. Uh, that, that very
1: good, <laughs> very good. <laughs> we're,
0: but, what, what we're doing now we're creating a podcast aren't we? to put creating out creating content yeah it's a creating this is content. web 2 so we are we're not just consumers of the internet we are we are contributors to the internet web 3 just before you got that back
1: just, just on, on web 2 <laughs> i think it's really interesting like think about your your first foray into social media did you have a did you have bebo i didn't
0: i didn't have much you know my the people space. had i didn't have any of that
1: <gasps> yeah I, I didn't have a bebo uh, i think i was a little bit too old did for my bebo space. i had my space were you, were
0: you recording your own songs and yeah mate <laughs> really seriously
1: <laughs> no way. Boy, just you or
0: well, did you have a band I, I had a band dan you know that <laughs> i had a band what's it were what you singing wow this stuff will uh, not exist uh, on the internet is MySpace is, my, oh, there. Let me, is myspace is <laughs> myspace still available
1: i don't even know i don't know but then my you got into messaging didn't you so facebook messenger uh, not facebook what was it called msn messenger
0: mate it's still there myspace.com <laughs> it still exists But your what's your page is that what you call it no idea don't find just, it
1: don't find it Dan. if i it's just type ex-
0: in <laughs> ben oh you've got to sign up before you i oh, know you can just search with it <laughs> Ben. Don't do
1: it. Why are you doing this live on the
0: podcast? Because I can then play it. No, you can't. But, oh, mate, there's loads of Ben it is Exactly. So, fine. <laughs> fine. Good. What was the band called? Not Come telling on. you. No, I'm <laughs> not telling you. That's it. Done. Right,
1: anyway. So, with the Web 1, Web 2, Web 2 was obviously evolved and we've got, like, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Increasingly, stuff like the craziness, like, of, of TikTok and... Snapchat, um, and then we've got into Web three. So if if one's about consumers, next one's about contributors or creators. Web three.
0: There's a people debate this because I suppose it's still evolving, isn't it? Um, but I suppose a lot a lot of people attach the word ownership to it. Yep. So. And yeah, a new way to own things. Um yep. Don't be giving me a C though.
1: Contributor,
0: all oh, right, okay. Consumer, yeah. <laughs>
1: they'll have, have to. They they can't use the word owner, can they? They're gonna have to use the word C from somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of one.
1: Or, or, or maybe not. Maybe not because the, the whole point of obviously Web One and Web Two, particularly more Web Two than Web One, was the the principle of centralization, wasn't it? It's this idea that everything was controlled somehow, whereas Web Three is moving away from from that towards a towards a not just a decentralization but a way a movement away from how you rather than being fed content or which is web one or then creating and consuming content it's almost a little bit more um you have control yeah. of that. So it might be controller. <laughs> yeah 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 controller yeah. controller that's the a C.
0: Yeah I like that. Um yeah I think to be honest though I think decentralization is is Integral, 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 to to Web three. I think because if you look at the block, the blo- it's based on blockchain technology. What's black? What blockchain technology? Essentially, a database or a ledger. So let's let's go back to Web two. Web two, you've got um, everybody contributing on a platform. It's owned. But let's let's say Facebook or Meta, as they call now. They you're contributing, you're uploading your photos, you're putting your messages. That's all kept um, behind the the fancy facade of the web page. It's kept in a database somewhere, um, and Facebook own it. Whatever you put in there, Facebook own it, uh, and that goes for so much, doesn't it? That goes for um, It even goes to where how you store your files Email. using cloud. Yeah, if you email, if you if you if you use cloud a uh, cloud's um, drive system to, to store things, um, it's somebody has paid for the server space to be to be centrally controlled by them, and they keep it. So that could be Google in Google Drive. Um, however, blockchain technology, although the coding of it is written by somebody to give to tell her what to do is owned it's essentially that ledger that database but it's not owned by a single person or entity it's on a chain a, a lot a lot of computers at the same yeah. time so it could be on millions and millions of computers at the same time why does that matter well because if it's on everybody's computer at the or and a lot of people's computers at the same time then it can't be changed for a start i mean you could you could one computer could try and change it but it doesn't match up to the other computers so it's rejected the code and rejects it so there's almost like a it's almost a bit democratic i guess in terms of it's it's it stays verified because of the amount of computers it's stored on and also,
1: that, the fact that it's in different computers as well, just to add it to that, is that encryption element, isn't it? Which we'll tie we're we'll talk into a little bit in a moment, but that idea of the fact that it's split up means that it's easy... To, it, it's, the, how it's all split up is encrypted, which means it can only come back into a certain way. So it can't just be brought together and, well, if I can get all million pieces together, it's also broken up and put into different places at once, isn't it, through encryption?
0: Yeah, and, and I think as well... Just because it's stored on lots of computers doesn't mean that those people who are on those computers can access your files. Can access, um, what you own. Um, still, only you can access it. Um, so you have the, the you have the ability to access it and do what you want with it. So
1: because they have to have the data, and just to explain that they have to have the data and the encryption key. Yes. so that's that's the key bit so like for those people who are kind of what does this all mean to encrypt something basically means to lock it up and break it up into different places but then to be able to bring it back together you need a key that is a unique key that only you will have so you need the key and the information not just the information or the key you could have one of the other if you don't have them both then you can't bring it together
0: and hopefully hopefully that sounds a bit simple it's a database or a ledger that is duplicated on many 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 different computers not on a centralized computer owned by a person or or an industry but the implications of that are are massive and i suppose one of the very first use cases of it, it was bitcoin the the creation of a currency based on this blockchain and so that was um nobody knows nobody knows who it is um from his name was satoshi um and he disappeared like stopped communicating and nobody knows who he is to this day but he created he created a code that would essentially um allow 21 million bitcoin to be they call it mined um or, or found i guess um and then owned so they're literally just bits of if you're familiar with computer coding bits of computer coding that sit in this ledger called block the Bitcoin blockchain, and because the code is written and can't be changed, why can't it be changed? A lot of people think, a lot of people say this, don't they? Ben, that um, well, how, how can Bitcoin be secure? Because um, somebody could literally just go in and change the coding on it. The person who created it could just go in and change the coding. A lot of what gives Bitcoin its value is the the scarcity only 21 million will ever be in existence i've I've probably on twitter uh, noticed people making the argument of oh well someone could go into that and and reprogram it to make double that but then you're screwed because your value um halves or or whatever but actually because it's because it's coded and then decentralized across even if someone was able to get in and try to change the code the thousands or millions of other computers that are that are holding this blockchain, this database, will reject it.
1: I think I think I think the easiest way to explain it really is if you if you write a letter and you photocopy that letter and post it out to a thousand houses, you can change the one that you've got in your house, but the nine hundred and ninety-nine in other people's houses haven't changed, have they? Yeah. Yours has changed. But the actual letter itself hasn't changed and the trust, and we'll talk about trust and truth in a moment. The idea that the, the the value that it creates is in the fact that it's not just on mine and the change isn't on mine, the change would have to happen on all of them to be verified because of that nature of it's it's happening multiple times.
0: And I think that word verification is so important because now ownership doesn't depend on a centralized organization. So I know that I've got a certain amount in my um, bank, right? So let's say I, one of my banks that I use is Monzo. I have got I know that I've got a certain amount in Monzo. £25,000 that's 20, got. Yeah, 25 pence more like <laughs> that. <laughs> the, I, I know that that's there because I've got to go to the Monzo app. That app speaks to their database and verifies that that money is there. I've got to rely in order to use a, a banking system. I've got to rely on the, the, the central organization. That is the bank to verify that that is that money is on their ledger, on their database with blockchain. I don't have to rely on any organization because it's, it's on the blockchain that is decentralized and on the thousands millions of computers. Now that's I suppose that like that leads nicely into the impact on on finance and currencies. But then the the other implications and the creativity that is coming out of this now and what this can be used for is is on overdrive. Is so we we're looking at things um, like DAOs so a dao is essentially an, an organization where the the rules for the organization are written within the code and then people who who own part of that company through a, through owning a bit of the code code uh, which is a bit like owning a cryptocurrency although they they call it an nft which is slightly different I don't we'll know come into we're coming into we are to we'll get into nfts yeah. <laughs> um, but they you can vote so you can vote to, and then it's, the, so it's, it's a very democratized, decentralized organization that runs on the, the, on what the, the code is, is telling it to do. So I, I saw a very basic example on, on YouTube recently about um, a, a vendor machine. So if a vendor machine was a DAO, you write into it um, exactly what the pricings of the products are, um, you write into it the automation of if it order and refills. let's say it's a it's a coke machine. so the, the computer system will order the coke, it gets delivered. It, it's completely autonomous because the code does the, does the, um, the automation for it, I guess and sets the prices, sets the profit, who the profit goes to. like any organization, however, it's all based on the the instruction, the code, can't be changed because it's in the blockchain however if a majority want to change it because remember we said if you change one of the the copies the others will reject it however if a majority of the copies are changed by voting then it can be changed so that 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 implication is huge because then you've got autonomous organizations that are running off code and then the implication then for artificial intelligence to be built into that and to help with decision-making is crazy. It's...
1: Let me just jump back a bit before we get into artificial because I think that is massive, and I think that'll be massive for, for learning and for the world in general. But from a, the context of a DAO, spelt D-A-O for those people who were, who were just listening as well and, do, do, yeah. and listening to our dulcet northern tones, like
0: decentralized autonomous autonomous organization. organization.
1: And I think that's really important that we understand those elements. It's an organization. So it's not just an individual. It's autonomous, which means that it, it, that's that organization carries its power. It's not relying on an an external thing to give it its validation. It's not part of a monopoly. It's not one person that's controlling it. It's an organization that's autonomous and it's decentralized. So it's not like being led by one person. So this is the key bit. Like, if, for instance, um, w- w- let's just take Microsoft for example, or or Apple, or whatever. Let's just take Microsoft. When Bill Gates was in charge, if Bill Gates decided we were changing a different direction, up until a certain point, you'd have to get a certain amount of votes in a certain way. But it the, it, would, it was that was the control of it. A DAO would w- would work in a very different way, in the sense that um, it couldn't just be a, a top down dictatorship. And I think that's that's really important when it comes to societal ideas. they are talking about DAOs for all sorts of things, aren't they? Dan, they're not just talk- you've mentioned it there from a vending machine concept, from a business concept like that, but they're talking about it for o- other organisations and thinking about it from a from a schooling perspective and from a from a from a, an education learning perspective as well. I think that how how they can become DAOs or or, or work
0: as DAOs could be really powerful. Yeah, I guess it's. It's democracy at its most acute nature. So in terms of like we've in a democratic system, whether that be a boardroom uh, where shareholders are voting, whether that be a country where where citizens are voting, you still then have to rely on the, the, the processes that come with the decision making. So, for example, UK votes for Brexit. Um, in 2016, Brexit just doesn't happen. You have to rely on the human beings that are in charge to try and make it happen. Whereas with a decentralized autonomous organization, you literally change the coding of how the organization works, and then it it it, it happens autonomously from then on. But depending on the the change of the the voting of the change of the the coding. I think I think for for a DAO, and we went in really heavy with a DAO as one of our first examples. Sorry <laughs> about that. But the, the I think there are ways that 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 specific facet of blockchain technology can be used that we can't even imagine yet that we'll see in the next few years of how that can be used because we're we're just talking about runnings of organisations. Um, I think with creative minds behind that that could that could be very 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 interesting um yeah and we're seeing those integrated into metaverses as well which we probably want to touch at some point
1: <laughs> we could uh, be a real nightmare but you can't <laughs> you, you, you kind of talked about artificial intelligence and i think it ties into it as well because artificial intelligence is something that's been around for some time we know we think about like um uh what was it was it called um was it called deep blue that be um the the chess program yes. was it called deep blue yeah, yeah. I, think I feel like it, yeah, I feel, yeah, it might I think be called something else. I feel like I should check that. But that did was not...
0: was a Gary Kasparov. Kasparov. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. So it was the idea that um, a computer with all of the possible moves that could ever be made on a chessboard would be able to beat a human was kind of like, nah, that's never going to happen. Then eventually it did, and and now we know that the intelligence of um, a of computers and actually the processing power and reliability of computers and algorithms um, in comparison to human reasoning and human processing power um, is just so much more reliable and so much so much so that things like robotics um, in, in manufacturing and some of you have seen this in terms of manufacturing from engineering and all that kind of stuff uh, advanced manufacturing the robotics are it's not somebody having to manufacture something or do something a person it's relying on a person relying on a, a machine that doesn't get tired that doesn't make mistakes that doesn't um need fueling that doesn't um have a downshift because it's night time like it just is i can
0: hold a lot more information in consideration when it's when it's making the decision
1: yeah so it's got a better working memory in that sense um in fact, there's no distinction in a in a in a computer between working memory and long-term memory, um, really. In that sense, so that proce- if you've got a processing power that is far far superior, then add that to this concept like Dan was talking about there in terms of that cork machine. Well, artificial intelligence, what that's doing um, is is it's working out which one's the coldest, which one's got the lo- highest sell by lo- longer sell by date, uh, which one wh- where wh- where is it cheapest to buy that um cork from. And uh, it's using it's using all the the search power of the internet to be able to work out where the cheapest Cork cans are based on travel, how long it's gonna take. They can think about environmental impact. They can think about all sorts of things that we as humans were probably thinking, where's the nearest cash and carry for me to buy some court cans from um whereas a computer's doing that better at, than we can and i've really oversimplified that but you can under you can it, that's just very very simple use of artificial intelligence in that sense
0: yeah i think and that linked with if if within your DAO you are you've programmed it to rely on those that the input um yeah that's i don't want to get too technical because i'm not i'm not technical myself so i'll just sound like i don't know what i'm talking about but i think the 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 ramifications for for how organizations run work and are owned are 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 huge absolutely huge yeah what what else is this web3 do we want to talk about nfts yeah i think we go to
1: nfts and then to metaverse and then i think we've, we've kind of touched most of it haven't we
0: yeah yeah
1: So NFTs, what?
0: So NFT stands for non
1: non fungible token, Um, um, and I suppose again it's based on a different bit of technology here in terms of ownership. Okay, so. yeah, so you've, examples where this is being used, and Dan will probably get into this in a little bit more detail because he gets this better than I do, but we're seeing this in art, we're seeing it in music, potentially in gaming and in music, and ownership of all sorts of things. One example, just before Dan does jump on that, that was really interesting that somebody said to me the other day, um, they were talking about how NFTs are, yeah, but can't you just copy and paste a picture? Or they were saying, can you not just... Um, print out a piece of paper that says that you own that piece of artwork now i was like well uh, and i heard the analogy used which was about like the ownership of your house so the ownership of your house so i own a house um that's mortgaged and i have the deeds for my house actually i'm probably one of the weird people that actually has the deeds of my house in my house they're not they're not they're not the bank or the mortgage company i i have them lots of people apparently they stay in the the vault at the bank anyway but that piece of paper says that this piece of land this small piece of land with this structure on it belongs to me um and is mine very similar to an extent of saying the ownership of an nft i've probably bastardized that dan and i've probably had too much cider to be able to explain <laughs> it better no
0: i think and it's great and some of the examples there i think just looking at the fungible word as well there so Fungible just means something can be into uh, a with something else can be so for example like when Bitcoin was created each Bitcoin is a bit of code that can be owned however one Bitcoin code equals the next Bitcoin code equals the next Bitcoin code equals the next Bitcoin code so whatever the so Bitcoin is measured in its value it's usually against the US dollar. So, if if one bitcoin is and at the time of recording this, I think it's at about forty two thousand dollars. So, if one bitcoin is worth forty two thousand dollars, and I own it, Ben's bit of bitcoin is also worth forty two thousand dollars because they're interchangeable. So, they're so cryptocurrencies are fungible, so they're interchangeable. However, non fungible tokens means that every every bit of code that's created on the blockchain is not individual. interchangeable. Yeah. So I might get together and I, and we say this, I might be an artist and I might create a series of artwork, 10,000 of them. That seems to be what people tend to do, <laughs> around 10,000 um, bits of artwork. However, each of them are non fungible. So if I own a bit of artwork that is created in the same series, has a bit of artwork that that Ben owns. So one example, well probably the biggest one was the Crypto Punks. One just went for 26 million. <laughs> 26 million last week it went yeah. for. Uh which is essentially um or oh, was it a bored ape? Can't remember if it was a bored ape or not. No it was a crypto punk last was week. It a crypto punk. Yeah. So it's essentially just a pixelated image of a very pixelated image of of a. Of a profile picture of it, like a cartoon head went for twenty six million dollars, uh, twenty four. Uh, it was twenty four million. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Just um, just that <laughs> chucking out two million.
1: <laughs> you got all oh, your Bitcoin. You've got you're just throwing out two million here and there.
0: <laughs> but the so it, that would have been that was created in a series of ten thousand. A bit like when Satoshi created Bitcoin and it's part of a series of twenty one million. However, the difference is. That CryptoPunk is not interchangeable with the other CryptoPunks. Yeah. It's non-fungible. So if I own a CryptoPunk for $26 million, which oh, I did, <laughs> uh, Ben could own a CryptoPunk that was worth a million or 10,000 or nothing. So the value is, is individual to the asset. Which and, the ass- is. and
1: the assets then become more valuable based on a number of things don't they so they become valuable based on you talked about earlier about the idea of rarities so you add something that if something has got a certain amount of rarities that means that it's obviously more rare than other things and that adds its value but also it's the collective value that or the collective that creates the value so if dan is willing to pay 24 million dollars for a nft crypto punk well that's the value of it. It's not, there's no external almost um, standard finance that that determines the value of a piece of art or the value of that NFT. And that's really important because we look at, at like, and most people think from a currency point of view, um, and we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, Dan, um, the, the, the value of the pound or the value of the dollar is based against, the amount of gold that is in the U S reserves or that's in the, and it's not <laughs> in yeah. Do you say it was 1970s, Dan, that that's 70s, yeah. Might, yeah. 74 maybe. Yeah, it yeah. was, Which is, which is yeah. just madness. Cause like most people you talk to now would still think that, uh, even if they've heard about this, but the, ha- the actual value is uh, of an NFT is nothing to do with any kind of external standard or, uh, the, uh, what's, let's just say, the governor of the bank of england or the world central bank determines this is the value of that currency that is not the case anymore in terms of nfts that's right isn't it done
0: yeah i guess it's with an nft it's what someone's willing to pay for it that's the value yeah um and and i suppose that becomes a bit more complicated with a fungible token which which is like which is a cryptocurrency like bitcoin um because then it's how much is uh, are people willing to pay for one but a lot of people are paying for them at the same yeah. time whereas which which I suppose is why I think art has slipped into the nft world very very easily because if you think the traditional way of of selling art is quite similar to nfts in terms of in terms of how it gets its value anyway like yeah. if some if, if someone creates a, an nft, sorry if someone creates an artwork, and it goes up for auction it's how much someone's willing to pay for it and that and that and obviously there's a lot of things going on in the person's mind when they when they're deciding what they're willing to pay for it that could be who painted it Are they famous um the rarity of that that piece of art how
1: if, much it might be worth in the few other pieces are worth at that same point or how much somebody else it. has
0: paid for a similar type yep. of artwork so there's obviously a lot going on there um and quite similar to NFTs um the only thing that that I guess in coming back to the ownership side of the NFT is because it's recorded on the blockchain that you own that NFT. So that code and that bit of code, that long letter of that long bit of code of, of numbers is linked to. So the metadata for that code is linked to that image to say that you own it. Now somebody could right click on it and save save it under that. And I, what Ben was getting at before, um, that board that it wasn't a board. It was a, that NFT punk that that crypto punk that was sold for twenty four million dollars last week. I could literally right click on that image and save it to my computer, and I have the same image or a copy of that same image as the person who paid twenty four million dollars for it. Now that messes with people's minds because they're like <laughs> what i have the the same image yeah but you don't own it you don't it's not yours you've you've, you've got yourself a copy of it just like just like my uncle by the way is is amazing uh, my uncle is called ken my dad's brother he's amazing at replicating famous bits of art like okay. ama- absolutely like amazing not dod- not in a dodgy way he's not selling them and <laughs> pretending that it is the art. but he he, uh, he, he 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 yeah It's just an amazing artist I could I could ask him to paint the Mona Lisa and I bet 99.9% of it would be just like the Mona Lisa however it's not the Mona Lisa it's not and it and it it's, it would probably be worth 50 quid
1: And how would you know the difference? Well, you'd know the difference because of the metadata that you're talking, which is this idea of the metadata is kind of like the word meta means beyond. So it's the stuff that goes beyond the physicality of the picture. It's who painted it, at what point, um, in what format, on what computer, at what time, loads and loads of information that sits behind it that makes it unique. And it's that metadata that you own as the owner of an NFT as well as the image, because that's the thing is, is that some people might print those out and put them on their wall. That's not the NFT. That's just yeah. a print well, of the NFT. The NFT is the code, isn't it's it? The code. It's the code, yeah.
0: It. yeah. yeah. And, and I think the, I, I think, I personally, I think in 10 years time, we're going to look back at NFTs and, and have a bit of a laugh that NFTs were so closely associated with just art. Yeah. And I think, and I think the reason for is because, in fact, people are developing this technology as we speak. It doesn't just have to apply to things within the digital world. So, for example, an NFT could be the key to your house. Yep. So you you bring up that NFT, scan it on your door, and it verifies on the blockchain that you're the owner of that NFT. Yep. And lets you into the house um nobody else can use it apart from you with that with that with that because it's it's encrypted inver- key it's the key
1: yeah. thing that we we're talking about earlier
0: and i think the potential for that is again is is huge like when you when you go to buy a car you sign saying that in the uk saying that was it the v is it a v5 form yes i don't know where i've just pulled that from is that is that yeah yep. v, You sign that, or you buy a house, like you're saying before. You sign your contract, you know, you get the mortgage company sends you the the math, the wad of paper, and you've got to go through and sign where they've put all the little um, with one of these with the little tabs, the little tabs, (laughs) yeah. Like, what is writing on paper? What does that even that can burn? That's that's destructible. That's that's this is the
1: point of it. One of the one of the massive benefits is that it's this is. This is not on paper, like you're saying. It's not bricks and mud It's not the the ownership still remains. Whether that whether that person decides or not. And actually, if somebody broke into the vault of the bank where the where the house deeds are, and literally changed that front cover and changed who it was, then legally, the deed is the ownership of the house. So they would. Now, obviously, there'd be proof, a bit like you, you, the fact that you live in it. There's there's postal records, all that kind of. stuff. But the truth is, is that that deed has changed. The ownership of the house has changed, and you pass on that ownership, don't you? Um, and I think there is there's something really quite um, exciting about this from a physical perspective as well as just a digital as well as a digital perspective.
0: And I, I think it really comes at a return when you consider the part of the world where formal centralized systems for ownership don't necessarily exist so when you look at developing countries where this bit of lands mine because it's been in my family for generations it's not it's not in a bank anywhere it's not on a nobody no uh, the government might have a a register of it but in a lot a lot of those governments could just come and take it away and that, and that's exactly what
1: happens. And that is the, whole, the, the one of the things that has been really exciting thinking about some of the people that are working on FT projects is that they're wanting to dip, you mentioned democratizing earlier, there's this level of equity that we we, we harp on about on this on this podcast quite a lot from a technology perspective and from a learning perspective, but from a like broader conversation about not we, we've watched the Western world particularly um take advantage of people because of that reason and we've we've watched that um that level of exploitation that's happened at a whole on a horrendous scale for hundreds and thousands of years this kind of stuff actually could stop that level of exploitation you mentioned russia going into ukraine you mentioned that like this this is this physical stuff, it's not like it's gone away because we're in 2022 people are still taking land and saying it's theirs and and believing it's theirs and and, and feeling that like they've got a legitimate right to it because they can go on because they're bigger than you are well this 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 changes that and potentially changes that
0: yeah i think another example and i don't want to get bogged down in the politics of this but the a lot of people will be aware at the minute in canada there's a there's a there's a huge huge protest against um covid uh vaccination mandates uh by truck lorry drivers uh driving into the 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 capital there in ontario um and if you're watching the news now i, I to be honest i'm not making any judgment on what they're doing or not whether they're, what they're doing is right or wrong but one of the, one of the, the funding websites, you know, like um, I don't know what I don't know which one they used, but, you know, you I like Go,
1: GoFundMe type thing. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so good.
0: someone set up a GoFundMe or, or a similar platform to that for them. And I think they got a, like three million people who believed in their cause, contributed to it, and the Canadian government contacted GoFundMe and got them to freeze the funds took and and now I think those funds are, are now being donated to a to a charity so a lot of people donated their money now you now again I'm coming back to you might not agree with this you might you but people donated their money to a certain cause and the centralized system that controlled that platform took it from them and didn't use it the way the, the way it, they intended it to be used um, it, interestingly, um, someone set up a, a Bitcoin, comp, uh, equivalent and and raised, and in the in the centralized systems, including the government, can't touch it. We can't touch it. It's there. Um, now, now that brings on a whole host of questions: the de- decentralised, decentralised finance, decentralised governance, um, that is separate from government is separate from big corporation Um, and
1: and this is this is this is where it gets potentially interesting um is the fact that if you are a multi multi billionaire trillionaire whatever you are or if you're the prime minister of a huge country and you've got the power to enact to to enact some emergency act that says we can freeze this or we can stop that there's a whole thing in the us at the moment about the ripple um and and the work around the uh, around ripple and uh, and trying to freeze that as a as a as a method for people making money through xrp and other crypto elements there there's a whole conversation that's being had at the moment about who who's in control and um that is the essence really the of the of web three it's the essence of who's in control and should it be small pockets of individuals, should it be an elite? Um, I was talking to my dad earlier, actually, in, interestingly, who's interested in all this kind of stuff, and he's he's kind of a, a bit nearly like me as well. And he was saying, throughout history, there's always been haves and have-nots. There's always been elites, and there's always been the working people. And there's been, time after time after time, there's been a rebellion of the people against the, uh, against the elites. And then somehow, these people have become elites themselves and then there's been another rebellion and there's been multiple whether we look at that in the UK whether we look in the US think, think about even the fact of independence in the US how did how did this get from trilogies dark night, into uh, US <laughs> independence but the whole the, the rebellions of the people that are saying we're not going to be governed in that way we're not going to be controlled in that way and we're not going to be um, let certain individuals change that and 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 whether that like i said we're not jumping on a a, on a political bandwagon in that sense what web three decentralization allows is um or or it helps to mitigate against is that level of the abuse of power and we don't need many people you don't you don't need to look very far really to be able to look at uh monopolies that are controlling the way things happen um and whether whether this could give an a, a, a viable alternative i think i think it'd be worth dan just as we kind of we said we mentioned metaverse and i think we probably will get into this um with a few of the guests that are coming up in the next few weeks as well but um I, just to, just a to maybe a brief mention about metaverse and what that looks like and and how that ties into because um most people who hear the word metaverse and they've seen a, an advert by Mark Zuckerberg about Meta. Um, or you've seen um you've 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 watched these people creating these avatars, which just look ridiculous, by the way, at the moment. And think we're gonna look back, Do you know, like we look back on 2D games now, we look back at the Atari and they look back at things and look, oh my goodness, me, look at the graphics in that, look at the graphics in FIFA FIFA 13 or whatever versus what it is now. We're gonna look back on them avatars and think, what are they like? but these metaverses essentially are um, a, a a concept of um alternative reality i suppose um which 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 ties into the opportunities for web3 as well
0: yeah I, people, a lot of people describe the metaverse as um is the platform for web3 um yeah. it's interesting because i know a lot of, there's there's a lot of things come together to create the metaverse, hasn't there? Because we've had in in the last couple of decades, we've had platforms like Second Life where yep. someone can and even going back, I remember when I was a teenager. I remember when people used to play on Sims. Yeah, I knew you were going to say uh, that. Sims, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never played with that. I remember, I used, uh, I went out with it. Uh, I used to go out with a girl. Um, I suppose for the American audience, I dated a girl. Um, Why but... <laughs> did you do an accent that was absolutely horrendous? <laughs> Uh, I didn't mean to. Um, the yeah, when I was a, when I was in secondary school, um, and she, she used to play on Second Life, um, and, and I never played it. But it, that whole concept of you, you're living through, and I suppose there's people do it with computer games as well, don't they? They they live through a character that they can control. Yeah. Um, um. But it would be, it would be. I guess it's it's living within a world where other people are there in an avatar form computer generated world um minecraft ever... is
1: another version of it isn't it as well people create yeah. it and also,
0: yeah but i guess as the technology for immersion uh develops so vr headsets um controllers haptic technology Neuralink, the... yeah, yeah yeah uh the the ability to become immersed within it um grows and and even in an, in fact if you watch ready player one it's a perfect example of what what we're talking about but in on that in that film they're in i don't know if you've seen it, have you seen it ben no so they they put the headset on they've got the controllers but they're in the they can run around and th- and that technology exists like we've got uh I I work a bit with a with a VR uh, arcade company in in a place called Hartlepool in the northeast of England and they've got these they're a bit like a, a treadmill but they're circular and you stand in the middle and you have like a you have like something around your waist that keeps you secure to like a pole in the middle. and when you run forward that it it like you can run on it so it's like a bit like a, a treadmill but when you run on it you move it so you're not going anywhere but you're running and within the VR game you are moving as well and you can turn left you can turn right you can run as fast as you can. And you are, and with the headset on, with the controllers in your hands, you you're you very very immersed in that game, and not just in a way where your your you, your hands are controlling the movement, your literal your body is controlling the movement. And in this arcade, they've also got. Um, I should give them a name check, really, considering I'm I'm, um, I'm talking about them quite a bit. Uh, let me just. It's called Never Labs. N e v r l a b s. Hartlepool. If you're around Hartlepool, uh, do check them out. They've also got a, fl- a flying machine. So you lie, you lie on the this frame, and if you move forwards, you you literally within with the VR headset on, you move, you you go downwards. If you pull back, sick. you go up. I'd be and, sick.
1: I'm telling you now, i be sick.
0: But you're using every muscle in your body because if you imagine like you to turn left you haven't to literally move your whole body left you haven't to move your whole body right if you're watching the video i'm doing the actions literally <laughs> good move. good, move, good move, <laughs> and when you go forward you've got to you got to literally lose all of your, your muscles in your back in your legs to pull yourself back up as well like it's it's a it's a massive workout um but it's just like in... you've
1: just done there the, yeah, yeah, yeah. breath.
0: <laughs> but you're, you're moving your own body weight on this thing as well so um and we've already mentioned I'm not the the fittest person at the moment, and it's it takes it out of you, it really does. But in the game, that's how you're moving. So you I was literally flying over mountains in this game. Anyway, that's the that's the graphic side of it, and the and the and the control of it. However, when you then link it with something like blockchain and being able to buy digital assets, that changes the game completely because the clothes you wear, your avatar wears within the game you you can buy them and own them the property and the property side of things we're actually saying it sounds bizarre saying it but we're actually saying a property boom in the metaverse yeah so people are paying millions of pounds pounds for properties which are essentially just digitally constructed houses or or land (laughs) within a computer game but you but because the the metaverse uh, the 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 coding even behind the world that is the metaverse it sits within the blockchain nobody can change it so i can own this bit of land within this digital um game for want of a better term in this digital metaverse and the pit and the creators of the game can't come along and be like uh, we'll move that or we'll do anything because they don't own it anymore because it's encrypted on the blockchain
1: and what's really exciting here is what you've just talked about. There is pulled together a lot of the things that we've just talked about for the for the for this hour and fifteen minutes. You've talked about encryption. You talked about um, the idea of uh, currency. So actually, you can buy things, and you might have some of you who, who have got young people or enjoy it themselves play Fortnite. They they buy skins or whatever else that actually have no functional value, but they just want them and they're spending. Uh, spending uh, v bucks on these, being able to get these actual skins and whatever else you talked about. Currency, you talked about that. The other, the other ben- benefit there in terms of like NFTs and being able to buy ownership of land within there. Then allows you to use things like and create um use NFTs to create these things, these DAOs that we were talking about earlier. So one way that I've heard people talk about it is that if you buy a piece of land in a certain metaverse or a certain neighborhood in a certain metaverse, that allows you entry into a certain organization, a DAO, which then allows you to have a discussion about new block, uh, new nft projects that are available or it becomes like an exclusive club of people that work together
0: absolutely yeah, yeah. i know we the recently. the invisible college are doing something like that um so they they've just they've just launched their nft called um decentralians decentralians essentially just just little graphics of alien figures again crazy but that it's not just the image it's it's the fact that that nft lets you have access to their educational content and to their webinars where they teach you all about Web3. Web, web three. And I think their, their general sale really inter- is on Monday. So if you, if you want, a decentralian. Decentralian. Um, and I think I'm in talks with them in a minute and I think they're going to come on the podcast soon, which will be cool.
1: Yeah, that'd be really good. What's really good there is, the, yes, the artwork is great. Yes, the the being part of that community and that Discord community is great. But it's the entry, it's the benefits that, that gets you. It's almost like a ticket. So if you are a um, um I don't like to use this as an example, but if you um let's use let's use St James' Park damn supports the magical New, uh, Newcastle We're United team in the world. Newcastle United Football <laughs> Club and if you are a season ticket holder at Newcastle United, I'm guessing now um, increasingly season tickets have gone through the roof and they're very difficult to get hold of, if, if not impossible. They might have even been for a long time already. If you are a season ticket holder, when when Newcastle United get into the Champions League, for example, you have to be a season ticket holder to be able to get Champions League tickets. You won't be able to get the really high pre- prestigious big teams that are coming, Barcelona's, Real Madrid's coming to St. James's Park. You won't be able to get a ticket for that if you're not a season ticket holder, or if you've got, it's like away games. If you want to go to an away game for a club, you've got to prove that you are a loyal fan and that you're part of it. These NFTs and the purchasing of the Decentralians won't just be about the ticket and holding the ticket and being able to see them games. It'll be the benefits, the long-term benefits. You must have this to be able to get into this into this team. You must be of this um and, and have that NFT. So I think it kind of pulls it together, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, it's like, Look in your wallet or your purse. What, what are the different cards you've got that give you access to certain things? That w- that could be an NFT. I know we were in the Google Chat last night talking about um, uh, benefits cards. Yep, yeah, uh, founder's like, card. Yeah, 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 things like that. And yeah, it's. But I, I like. There's a lot of people having a lot of fun with it, and and it and I know Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, an entrepreneur from from New York um really he's liked. brilliant
1: by the way if you don't follow <laughs> him on follow him on social he's great
0: but he really likes it because his big passion is um american football cards collectible cards yeah. and you know and it's things like that and like and things like i know a lot of people um, mentioned them with collect comics people collect things that ha- that can have value rare things rare football cards rare comics rare paintings people people get a lot of enjoyment out of stuff like that mm. and this is the digital version of that essentially it's the digital like some 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 collectible cards go for go for hundreds of thousands of dollars millions of dollars if you look at it you would laugh well it's a picture of a baseball player with a with some um credentials on it <laughs> of of that of that person's skill but in the same way that people are looking at uh crypto punks or Bored apes and laughing that people are paying so much money for for it. Um, but again, the difference is, I could take that card off you, and you'd never see it again. I mean, I wouldn't. That would be cruel. But but somebody can't take the the NFT off you. You, have Do you, you know, measure.
1: and 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 those people who were laughing, and I, I get it, I understand it. I've been a cynic for some time, and now I'm not. <laughs> um, and I've have done my a bit of my own investing and whatever else. And um, one one day I'm just going to retire to an island in the Bahamas, hopefully. But the whole the whole principle behind it is that the early adopters of everything, and we, we don't need to spend ages talking about the change curve. But the early adopters of everything are always in a the minority. They're always the people that everybody thinks um, are crazy. They did the old Dan's mentioned many times the idea of like. The idea of the TV was never going to... Ha- why would anybody sit and look at a wooden box in the corner of a room? Just, yeah. it, it's not going to happen. Well, it that's, did. That's a
0: quote. That was uh, Daryl Zanuck from 21st Century Fox said that. Yeah, crazy. Why would anybody stare at a plywood box on it for hours on an evening? Mental. The, the TV was invented. <laughs>
1: yeah. So every everything in one of these things. And we're not saying that all these things will come to pass, because there's been lots of things that have that have been flying cars and all the things that are, we're going to come to pass. These are going to be the next big thing. This is different. Yeah,
0: um, and and I think this is, we've got to be careful. So this. We're not offering financial advice here whatsoever. And NFTs, and, and Gary V says this as well, 99% of NFTs will go to zero. Just like 99% of trading cards go, aren't worth anything apart from the, the card that they're printed on. It's It's exactly the same, but there'll be value in some of them you go to a comic book shop it's worth the pit it's worth three pounds a rare comic that has value assigned to it because of lots of different factors like rarity and and all of that so yeah i think i suppose it's a I, i often wrestle with this i know we talk about this a lot but i think there's there's a certain if you're just doing it to make money there's a it's a gamble and i think that's the same with cryptocurrency at the minute yeah, as well um but if you if you if you're doing it because you believe in the technology and it's and it genuinely interests you and you are getting enjoyment out of it then that's what you're doing it for you're not doing it for the financial incentive i guess and if it gets if it starts to be worth a lot more than bonus i guess um but obviously and i think we also we also go by the principle of, we never invest, we never buy things that we can't afford. We don't have, We it's it's a bit like spending money on entertainment, isn't it? That's yeah. what it is. Um, yeah, 100%. That's not to say people say, some people aren't making a hell of a lot of money out of it, because they, they are. Um, yeah. And I suppose with any, like you are saying, man, with any emerging sector on emerging technology, there's still a lot more to be made. How do you do that? I don't know i wish i did <laughs> i really do well, uh, the, but i well, just love the technology i think it's cool
1: yeah i agree i agree and uh, it's been a bit out there this to be fair we're an hour and 23 minutes in we me and dan talked for probably half an hour before that as well Um so we, we could we could uh we, we, i think we could... i love
0: the fact that we haven't got on to the the ramifications for education but that could be part two of this i guess yeah um because we we're exploring a lot of how just the philosophy of decentralization is, is affecting education at the moment um, in terms of educational systems outside of the mainstream that are becoming ever more popular, and then but then even focusing back on the blockchain technology of, of credentials, micro credentials. Remember those exam certificates you got from the exam board when you did in the UK? Did you just in that bottom joy mate? In that bottle joy. <laughs> uh, how do you prove that? How do you approve it? You did university degree, um, mate. You but, scan
1: you scan a copy of your, of your certificate, don't you?
0: Obviously, <laughs> yeah. You, those you can buy those holograms on eBay as well. You just, <laughs> uh, you just stick it. on. <laughs> but yeah, it's but also the micro credentials. I, I like. I think there's a lot of discussion to be have about um, proof of skills, portfolio stuff that we talk about a lot. Um, verifying experience skills. All of that. It's if 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 all of this happens like like we're talking about over the next decade, which I th- I think I think it will. I don't think that I don't think a technology can exist and then humanity just ignore it, especially with the benefits that come for it. So there's obviously there's going to be a certain level of adoption. Then education will come into this. Now, <laughs> notoriously, education is quite far behind. But
1: but on that, Dan. If there are any companies or uh, investors or entrepreneurs out there that want to talk to us about this, we've got loads of ideas, <laughs> um, and w- we could make you millions, and you could make us millions as well. So um, I am, um, I, are, I am. We I need am a gestured, blog. But... We
0: need like a, a full stack developer, don't we? Yeah, we do. Get them on roll, and then we can.
1: We're we'll winning. we we'll make things happen. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, we, we don't have any issue with ideas and whatever else. So it's um, it's. It's not been the same without Steve, but that's been a good conversation. We've, um, we've gone lots of different ways, we've talked about trilogies, we've talked about holidays, we've talked about Keto, <laughs> as well as talking about Web3. So it's um, it, we've enjoyed that, I've enjoyed that, Dan, it's been, it's been good fun. Um, like we said at the top of the, the episode, feel free to um, listen to our back catalogue, follow us on Twitter, and get in touch if you want to... Uh, to tell us what you've been thinking, whether you disagree with what we're saying, any questions that you've got, things that you might want to uh, bring up, info at would be a great place to get to. So thanks again for listening.
0: Yeah, subscribe, let us know who you are and uh, join the conversation.